All right, welcome to uh, episode number one of an idiot and an expert podcast. Long-awaited debut. Uh, About my, one week. <laughs> my name's Calcio Joe. Um, I'm here with Claudio Perfetto. Uh, you could probably guess right now which one is the idiot and which one is the expert. Um, you could follow him at cperfetto11 on Twitter. You can follow me on at Calcio Joe Five. Um, more importantly, you can follow our podcast moving forward at Idiot Expert Pod, um, and you can find this on iTunes. And if you don't have iTunes, you can find it on Spotify. And if you don't have Spotify, you can find it on CloudSports.tk. Um, so, Claude, how are you? I'm good. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'm excited to do this. Yeah. Episode uh, one. It's episode one. one. This is a uh, you know lofty expectations, but let's. Let's just take the listener through what the idea of the podcast is um, and the title behind that. Right. So I think, Joe, what we were trying to get at is a place for both the casual and the diehard soccer fan. One thing we'll have to debate is are we going to call it football or soccer? I think that's an interesting debate. Since our audience will mostly be American, I guess we'll stick to soccer. For now, or else I'll get yeah. totally lost because... Uh, um, I'm the idiot in the equation, uh, and I'm more of a novice, um, and I think it's something that's definitely much needed in the United States, um, is a program or a, uh, a podcast, uh, in particular, a television show or some type of medium that allows the casual fan to take their casual viewing experience to the next level of, uh, following soccer, um, uh, because you turn on a soccer game. And sometimes it's a little hard to follow because you don't understand all the one all the rules. Two, you don't understand all of the the rules of the leagues and uh, right different competitions, different competitions, yeah. and, and how the how that affects everything in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people didn't grow up with this. Uh, they grew up with baseball. They grew up with basketball. They grew, they grew up with American football. Um, you know, the NFL is uh, is almost as popular as the Catholic Church. They took over Sunday. Oh, really? So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, all that type of stuff um, really equates to kind of a, a, a an American viewing public that's behind the eight ball. And the goal of the podcast is to try to, to catch everyone up, you know, from my perspective, uh, to the level that Claudio has, which is, right. you know definitely uh more of an expertise um you know you report on it uh you you tweet about it you watch all the games you're you're very involved in it uh so you know you can kind of lend some guidance to us novice fans as we try to uh to have this intrepid voyage uh into soccer right particularly uh syria uh, which is what what we're going to mostly cover uh here and my and for the diehard fans, I should say, this will be a place for you too because there will be a lot of breaking down the games and the competitions and the favorites in each league and things like that. And we're also going to attack it from an angle of comparing it to other sports because if you turn on ESPN or NBC Sports or these sports channels in the United States, there's cross-sport conversations where they're comparing LeBron to Brady or you know a basketball team to a football team so it'll be an interesting perspective because they don't really do that for soccer in America and I think that's something that you'll find here why can't we compare Ronaldo to LeBron or Messi to LeBron so 
we're going to start doing that. And that's something more for the diehard fan who's also interested maybe in the NBA or the MLB or any other American sport. And I also think that the novice fan can relate to that because they obviously have a greater understanding of who LeBron James is. Right. Um, Who is the LeBron James of soccer? You know, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Lionel Messi, uh, you know, those type of names. Uh, Obviously, we're talking on a grand scale, but, you know, Who's a role player? Who's your uh, Who's your Jason Terry off the bench? Who's your uh, you know right. uh, Henrik Lundqvist between the pipes? Your you know stuff like that. Line in football, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. So exactly. So those are the type of comparisons that we're going to try to make. Um, we're, we want to thank you for being along for the ride, and we we hope you continue to listen uh, as we move forward. Uh, Before we get into the first topic again, uh, you can follow us on Twitter for most of the details for where you can download this and who else to follow and whatnot, and that's at Idiot Expert Pod. Again, at Idiot Expert Pod. So topic one, uh, Copa Italia, uh, which just happened uh, today or yesterday, was it today? So today were the two second legs of the semifinals. Um, So the first legs were played few weeks ago the teams are Juventus and Atalanta and this is of course in Italy for the novice fan and the other semifinal was Lazio and AC Milan um, so Milan beat Lazio on penalty kicks to go through to the final and Juventus between the two matches against Atalanta won 3 nothing on aggregate so they will face AC Milan in in the final so, uh, an interesting story that uh, I want to, you know, the first, my first uh, admission of the podcast, and what we're seven minutes in, um, and I'll make my first, my first uh, hilarious admission. Um, I didn't know that this was the name of, uh, of this tournament. Um, I actually thought the name of the tournament, uh, when I was uh, texting with Claude before, was uh, Copa Nacional. Um, and the reason why I thought that was the name is because on FIFA, that is actually the name of the tournament uh, in the game. So uh, Claude had to correct me on that and tell me he had no idea what I was talking about. Um, and as someone who knows soccer and follows it very closely, it has always bothered me that it's Copa Nacional and in FIFA and they don't have the rights to the actual tournament which is Copa Italia it has always bothered me so it's funny that you didn't even know I know it was Copa Italia but you know what like in that same regard you know it would bother me um, in like the NBA video games when it would say like uh, New York Stadium rather than Madison Square Garden you'd be like why can't you just pay the extra money and get the rights to that like it's it's so integral to the to the game it's so important uh, for the authenticity of the game Uh, and also you know there was probably someone in Kansas who thought that Madison Square Garden was actually named New York Stadium. Right. So, you know, me being the novice here, I thought the tournament's name was Copa Nacional. And when you say Copa Italia, I was, first off, I was like, what is he talking about? How did I miss this in my FIFA season? Um, and second, uh, what, exa- what exactly does it take to get to this tournament? So it's... In Italy and all of the leagues. So in Spain, it's uh, Copa del Rey. England has a couple of them, the FA Cup, for example. Um, Germany has their own. The top leagues, you obviously have uh, Serie A, which is where the top 20 teams in Italy play. And then the Copa Italia gives teams from Serie B, Serie C, an opportunity to also compete with the Serie A clubs. 
it very rarely happens where a, a second or third division team makes it far in the tournament, but it does happen in the round of 16 in this particular tournament. Inter barely beat a uh, Serie C team, Pordenone, so they had to go to penalty kicks and actually get through. So that's embarrassing. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get tomatoes thrown at you. Yeah. You're gonna get like garbage thrown at you on the bus if you lose to uh, a Serie C team. They right? they made it through on penalties, but if they would have lost the penalty shootout, which was close, it wasn't like they dominated the penalty shootout. Um, it would have been very embarrassing for them and the fans. Yeah, would have been irate. You know what I find interesting about this is that. Um, in American sports, we always have the conversation, can the best college team beat the worst uh, professional team? So I remember a few years ago, they had it with like Kentucky. Yeah, when they were undefeated. When yep. they were undefeated. And, you know, there was, a, there was this passionate debate. And people get really angry about this. And it's pretty funny to me. Um, people like shake their hands and they're like, but they're all professionals, you know, how can you even compare that? And, you know, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world and everyone with their hot takes or get so, so up in arms about it. Um, is that a good comparison? Could, could that be something that, that you could say here? I mean, obviously they're not, prof- you know, it's not collegiate for pr- right, they're professionals, all professionals. But, you know, there's no age, there's no age limit in, in soccer. No. So they're, they're all professionals and it's a, Decent comparison. Um, I th- soccer naturally is just um, a sport where you have the underdog has a good, not a good chance, but has a chance just because by nature, if you're very defensive, you can make it very difficult for the other team to score. And in that situation, you just throw eleven guys in the box and say you're not scoring. Exactly, that's exactly what they did. They, I mean, they did have some opportunities. I actually watched that game, but. That's pretty much what they did. Their their uh, goal was to just keep Inter from scoring, and and they tried to hit them on a counter attack here and there. And they, you know, at in extra time, they were trying to bring it to penalties. You know that that was their goal because anything could happen on penalties, really. You know, especially the pressure that comes onto an Inter when you're playing this third division team at your home stadium and you have to beat them on penalties taking it's a penalty like the, is the Harlem very... Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals right <laughs> exactly <laughs> so and i i guess they would be a little better than than a college team just because they are professionals but they are a third division team you know if it was a b division team i would say it's much harder that kentucky you know? team had like carl anthony yeah. towns well, look and how many devin booker like guys that were that are in the nba top, right now top draft picks like those that Serie c team yep no one's ever gonna make no. it to Syria. No, it would be you know because in in soccer obviously the top teams loan out a lot of players that yeah, are maybe ready to, to play for them yeah. for development so you could say that if it was a lower uh, A division team or a, even a B division team, there might be some players that are loaned out from a Juventus, from a Milan to that team, and maybe that's why the game was tough. But those teams aren't loaning people out to the C division very, very rarely. Or if they do, they don't really have high expectations for that player in the future. So you're you're not playing the the top players. I mean, obviously that's so. So being as though the tournament is kind of consistent of teams that are you know some lower level teams in the hierarchy of importance in Italian soccer where would this stand so Juventus 
which is the best team in Italy over the past, you know, six years, seven years by far. And they've been to two cha- two Champions League finals in right. the past they've three been to, years. Exactly. Yeah. So they've been one of the best teams in Europe. They treat it seriously. This is their fourth final in the past, you know, seven years. So they try to get there. They make it an objective. You know, a team like Napoli, who's a sec- who's in first place this year um, and has been a top two or three team in Italy for the past few years, they had didn't treat it seriously this year, you know, because they don't have the, I guess, the depth in the squad to treat all the competitions How seriously. How important is the depth, though? Because that, I mean, important. that makes a lot, that would make a lot of sense. If you have, if you can run 15 men deep or 20 men deep, then yep. uh, you can obviously really partake in, really give it a go in all these tournaments. But if you only have, you know, you know, you have your 11 starters and your two or three reserves, right. You want to reserve. You want to hold them off for for going for the Champions League or going for the Scudetto. Right. You know, it's uh, it's totally up to you. Yeah, Juventus has a huge team, so they're they use it as an opportunity to rotate players, and you know they obviously um, it gives those players the, the some playing time because they're maybe they're not playing too much in the Champions League or um, in Serie A, but um, you know. It, they also do play their best players in this game. Like today, the semifinal, like they they try to play their you know their best players. They have a few injuries, so they couldn't play all the top players. But they they went out with a full strong lineup, and you know it's really good for the the teams that are a step maybe below Juventus because like they know okay Juventus is going to win the Scudetto. They're going to win the 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 championship. So. The Coppa Italia is something that we could maybe win, so they it's try. Attainable. It's an attainable goal, and right, then you can take exactly, it back to your fans and say that we at least won this. Because you still get a patch on your jersey for the next season that you won the you won the competition. You know, it's still a cup. It's still a celebration. All so right, quickly before we move on, yep. um, would you relate this to like winning a division in baseball? The Coppa Italia. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Maybe a conference, you know, winning, they, a, con- winning, winning a conference, conference title, winning and, a conference and title, college basketball, or no, even in in uh, you know winning the the ALCS, or, oh, okay. or yeah, right. or a so conference championship in in the NBA, you know, maybe oh wow, so it's something like it's that, a little you know? bit higher, a little bit higher. Well, uh, yeah, because standard. in 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 Serie A, there's no playoffs, so you yeah. play 38 games and. You get three points for a win, one Scudetto's for a tie. Scudetto the World Series, the that's, Larry O'Brien Trophy, championship. the Stanley Cup. Yeah. That's it. So, it, you know, you're competing against the same teams that you would for the Scudetto, but you are winning something. So it's it's like a step below the Scudetto, but it's it's a nice trophy to win. Absolutely. Again, if you like what you hear right now, uh, follow our expert at CPerfetto11 and follow our resident idiot uh, <laughs> at CalchoJo5 uh, on Twitter. And again, most importantly, let's follow our uh, our podcast uh, Twitter account, which is at IdiotExpertPod, um, where you can get all the details for downloading and rating and subscribing, and that'll be terrific because it'll help us out. And, uh, you know, if we get more than five listeners, that'd be absolutely terrific. That would be a, that would be a nice start. <laughs> uh, so let's change gears a little bit because the news broke today about uh, Neymar. Yep. Um, and how he will not play in the second leg of the Champions League um, uh, against Real Madrid. Um, he's on, obviously, PSG. Um, how big of a loss is that? It's I huge. mean, he's, he's a tremendous talent. They spent all that money to get him in the offseason. Uh, they're in the transfer window. Yep. Um, how, would we, how would we equate that in American terms? So, to put it in perspective, 
he plays for Paris Saint-Germain, PSG, um, and they've won the French League. They actually might have lost it last year, but they, they've, they're they usually winning the French League. So they didn't bring Neymar in to win the French League because that's something... They brought him in for the Champions exactly. League. Exactly. And they were a little unlucky in, in the sense that um, in the Champions League, the, fir- the first place teams from each group get thrown into one... Uh, category and the second place teams in each group get into another category and Real Madrid didn't have a great group stage so they got thrown into the second um, place teams and PSG just got a a really tough draw draw. it's a bad draw but this is what he was brought in to do you know he wasn't brought in to win the French League he's a mercenary right exactly Yankees bring in David Cohn in 95 to go be an ace of a staff you know this is the same exact type of comparison so, they lost the first game in the Champions League knockout stages. There are two games, much like the Coppa Italia semifinals. Um, and they lost the first game in Madrid 3-1. to one. So, they're already on the back foot because they have to overcome that um, result. In, in soccer, unlike in American sports, it's not really just a series. The, the result itself matters. So, yeah. you have to overcome the result. So, they're already on the back foot. Um, and now to not have him play, it, you know, I don't see them being able to go through. It, it would be like losing your best player in the NBA playoffs. Well, you know, you know we were talking beforehand, right. and I mentioned DeMarcus Cousins. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously the Pelicans are doing great, and uh, Anthony Davis is having perhaps a MVP season or MVP caliber season. Um, if they had DeMarcus Cousins. You know they could be they could actually contend. You right. know what I mean? Uh, it's going to be difficult beating the the Warriors and the Rockets, but uh, you know they they could they could really go deep into the playoffs. Um, now it, it's not that hope is is entirely lost, but it definitely hurts their chances. Yeah, um, it's like um, you know a good comparison would be when the Warriors lost Steph for that little bit in the playoffs and Steph Curry, and if they were playing a team. That they were still much more talented than it wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be an issue. But imagine Steph couldn't play in the finals against the Cavs. You know, then yeah, the Warriors. So it's, a, it's a bigger. You know, because this is Real Madrid. They've won the last two. They're back to back champions yeah. in the Champions League. So, it, it losing your best player against a team like that is going to be tough to overcome. Whereas it, maybe if they were playing a Roma or you know another team that's competitive and good. But not at the level of Real Madrid. They might be able to get away with it. But it's it's probably the fact that they already have to come back from 3-1 down. And now they're not going to have him. I mean, I'd be shocked, honestly, if they, yeah, if and, they won. The uh, interesting thing from all my reading about this is that this seemed to be uh, a leg of the Champions League. Uh, a manager is going to lose their job over this, right? If, if uh, Real Madrid lost... Uh, Zidane will lose his, his job. Yeah, they're not having a great season to begin with. They're uh, in fourth place, I think, in, in La Liga in the Spanish League, which for them is like unheard of yeah. to begin with. I read a stat actually today that he has lost seventy. Uh, sorry, he has lost seven games out of his past forty-four. Barcelona is running running oh, yeah, away with they, the league. That's, that's, that's like over. Settled. And he he so he lost seven out of forty-four, whereas he lost seven out of like his first eighty-six before that. So wow. Okay. He, so they're struggling, and 
Um, the Champions League is really the only thing that they still are competing for because, like you said, Barcelona ran away with the league. They're out of the Copa del Rey, which is their version of the Copa Italia. They lost that. Um, so the Champions League is their only chance at silverware this season. And if they lost it, and especially in this fashion now where they're up 3-1, no Neymar, he could definitely lose his job. So it, so it makes for an interesting uh, second yeah, leg of the, uh, of the Champions League. And then as it relates to Italian soccer, um, Juventus is on the brink. They, yeah. they're, they're up against it. And, um, you know, everything that you read and everything that you see, even the documentary uh, about Juventus, uh, this is their goal. Yeah. Their goal is to win the Champions League. And now for them to be on the brink in possibly Buffon's last year, you know, they're not they're not sitting pretty right now. And they won't admit it, you know, in in their press conferences and everything, they don't put that much of an emphasis on the Champions League, but it's their goal. I mean, they've they've won six Italian championships in a row. They've won the Coppa Italia a bunch of times. They made it to the finals twice in the past three years, and they lost. This is Juventus's goal, and this is what the team is built for. And you know, they lost. They tied the first game at home, two two, which in the Champions League away goals are huge. But they were um, up to nothing, right? They were up to nothing after ten minutes, and it was like a game where you thought typically Juventus would lock it down, lock it down. play defense the rest of the way exactly. in typical Italian fashion and they would walk away they would yeah. walk out of there with the 2 nothing and be in great shape Tottenham give give them credit they came back and they were able to tie it and now they're actually in the driver's seat because they have two away goals the one thing I'll say is Juventus is a very strong team obviously they're very experienced in europe so if anybody could overcome this it you know it would be them and on top of that tottenham is in the process of building a new stadium Mm. so they're currently playing at wembley which is england's uh home stadium um and from what i've read and seen the support there isn't as great as it would be at their actual home (laughs) so Juventus might have a, that might help Juventus overcome it, but you know it's it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be tough for sure. And just for reference, uh, for the novice listener, the importance of the away goals in the Champions League and in most of these uh, tournaments is that based on aggregate, uh, if it ends up being a tie, uh, the tiebreaker is who had the most away goals. Exactly. So if they both if it finished, uh, let's say finished three three. Tottenham would go through because they have two away goals versus Juventus would only have one away goal in that situation. So, yeah, that's the case. So, listeners just picked up a little factoid. They now seem like a genius at the bar when they're watching these games. Um, Again, uh, it would mean the world to us. Follow at CProfetto11. Follow at CalchoJo5. Most importantly, follow at IdiotExpertPod. Subscribe on iTunes. If not, subscribe on Spotify. If neither of those options work for you, cloudsports.tk. That's where you could find this. And that's where you can also read uh, Claudio Perfetto. Yes. Uh, I have my own page on Cloud Sports, which. Uh, that kind of fits me, in, though, with yeah. the name and everything. Yeah, cloud Did you and think cloud, about that? Cloud and cloud. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I write on that page and uh, mostly. Serie A topics, actually all Serie A topics. So yeah. if you're interested in Italian football or you want to uh, learn more about it, that's a good place to go. Excellent. Um, and, you know, 
the idea, like we said in the beginning of this podcast, is we're going to talk a lot about Sierra Ah, but we're also going to, you know, spread the horizons and talk about the different leagues in in Europe and, and whatnot. And I'm sure we're going to dedicate episodes to the MLS and uh, the 2026 World Cup efforts by the United States would seem to be on yeah. the brink right now. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll discuss the NASL and how they're not going to have a league next right. year and everything. But we'll get into those in further weeks when we can expound on that much, much more. Uh, right now, though, we want to talk about the Serie A title race, um, which is still neck and neck with Juventus and Napoli. And, yeah. and like you talked about before, um, it seems to me that, you know, this is kind of like a big brother, a little brother matchup. I know, I know they're not natural rivals, but um, it seems to be much more important to the Napoli supporters than it is to the Juventus supporters. Would that be a fair assessment? Well, the... So they they're not natural rivals, but they kind of are rivals because there's a big um, like north south rivalry yeah. going on in Italy to begin with, and then this is just you know intensified. And um, Napoli has been a top three team in Serie A along with Roma, really behind Juventus over the past six seven years. The secondhand um, citizen treatment, exactly. So they obviously want to win now on the Juventus side I would say the fans really want to win because this would be a record seventh Scudetto in a row for Juventus which is a huge deal I personally just think that Juventus fans and most fans of Italian soccer um, think Juventus is going to pull it out just because they're the stronger team they're the deeper team eventually something's going to catch up with them with Napoli and Juventus will take over and never look back that's probably the feeling when you say that you know what that makes me think of every fourth quarter that I've seen the New England Patriots down uh same you know same situations uh same movie same ending every single time. Brady ends up with the ball at the end. They win the game somehow. Um, that's what I kind of feel like this story is going towards. And that's a great uh, you know comparison because Juventus is they they are the Patriots. They are the Yankees. You know they're the team in Italy. They have thirty whatever thirty five maybe now titles. Whereas you know the second teams are Milan and Inter and they have 18 apiece so they're literally almost at double what the second place teams have in terms of overall titles so they're the Yankees you know and um if you had to handicap right now do you think it's actually the year for Napoli or do we think uh this is the same thing as usual same movie same story so I picked um, I picked Napoli to win in the beginning of the season just because I know that they're gearing That's a nice humble brand, everything. By the way. Yes, well, <laughs> so far <laughs> they're gearing everything towards winning the the scudetto. And at this point, they have to play each other. So the situation right now is Napoli is four points ahead of Juventus, but Juventus has a game in hand. So assuming Juventus would win that game in hand, which isn't a fair assumption because they're playing Atalanta, which is a tough team. So. But just assume that they they even tied Atlanta, they would be three points behind with with, a game, with a game coming. Well, up. that's if they tied the the. Uh, that's if they tied Atalanta, they would be three points behind. Right now, they're four points behind. No, but I'm saying a game against each other. Oh right? yeah, so they're gonna have to play each other, which you know you'd have to favor Juventus in that. And that, in that big game. game in the beginning of the year, right. 
that they went to Napoli, Juventus it is, and they won the game. Yep. Um, Juventus was, I think, they, at that time they were four points behind Napoli, and Napoli had an opportunity to go seven points seven ahead. Seven points ahead, yeah. They weren't able to capitalize, and Juventus was able to cut it down to one point, which is basically where they are now. So, you know, that game, and it's also in uh, Turin. It's at Juventus Stadium. So that's going to be a tough place, and if Napoli wants to win – they're gonna have to win there, and and if they do, honestly, they deserve it. You yeah, know? That's so it. I mean, yeah, to, to gonna, be the champion, gonna, you have to go through the champion. Right, and, and they're gonna have to, you know, unless a miracle happens for them between now and then, where Juventus just like falls apart and they're able to go. Are they up. a good matchup for them? Uh, is Napoli a good matchup for Juventus? Uh, Juventus or the other or the other way around? Is is Juventus a good matchup for Napoli? Yeah, I think um, Juventus is just. So what Napoli wants to do is they want to do like a lot of very quick short passes. They want they move like on a string all the way up the From field. From my understanding from the documentary, they like to run a triangle, which <laughs> yes. I thought Phil Jackson might be their coach. But, but you, I guess. <laughs> that's true. That's that's we should have a podcast on that comparing <laughs> the triangles. Um, but and you heard in the documentary that the coach kept yelling, "You have to get into the triangle and break yeah. it." So they obviously know what no. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But they're just so experienced. You know they've they've been to the Champions League finals two times in the past three years. They're built for for those games. You know that that's just what they're built for. That being said, there's um, you know something special about Napoli this year. They're just very focused. They uh, they're winning games this year that they haven't in the past. Like games where they're struggling a little bit in the past, they would have tied or lost and dropped points. This year they're finding ways to win. Um, which is that's the mark of a champion in soccer and any sport really you know you have to be able to win when you're not at your best um, but on, on on a given night I would probably pick Juventus to win you know at least six or seven times out of ten fair against to, Napoli fair to say MVP of the league so far as in Cine? Uh, MVP of the is league. there an MVP of the league? There is. They don't. They they don't. They have awards. It's not like the. It's not like the. the it's big, not like that. Uh, uh, they do like top goal scorer. Ronaldo keeps top winning, the, right? That's the um Ballon d'Or. So that's the Golden Ball. That's yeah. that goes to the best player in the world. Um. So. But Italy does not have its own like MVP. They have trophy. awards, but they're nothing, nothing crazy. You know. All right. Let's just say they had an MVP trophy. W- would. Insigne would not be an MVP. I wouldn't even say he's a candidate. Right really? Yeah, he's good. He's a great player. But, you know, on that team, um, he's very important for them. But they're so just. My a, guy, Therese Mertens? Therese Mertens would be. He's probably in the same class. The problem with them is they, they're such a team that it's hard to see who the standout is. One of the players that doesn't get a lot of credit on that team is uh, is Alan, and um, he's a midfielder, and he's kind of like a force. So he wins the ball back for them. Mm-hmm. He's able to keep the ball, push it up the field. He's very important for them. And then the defender, Koulibaly, um, he's he's probably their MVP this year because that's the biggest change that they've had. Is that they've they've always been able to score yeah. goals, but this year they're they're their defensive record is as good as Juventus this year. That's really the difference, and that a lot of the credit goes to him for that. So he would be their MVP. All right. Well, we'll see as the season winds down. Uh, again, do us a favor. Follow us. See Perfetto Eleven, Calcio Joe Five, Idiot Expert Pod. 
Um, I know we promised that we would get into some other soccer topics besides uh, Serie A, and we'll do that right now with the Premier uh, Premiership League yeah. uh, top four. Now, you know, my bone to pick with this whole situation, and I think I've expressed this to you countless times before, um, it's so much easier in America to follow uh, the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you want to watch Serie A, you got to like pretty much go stand outside, put a put a tinfoil on your head and, yeah. and hope for the signal to come in. That's the truth. Um, and you and even at that point you're only watching the best game the the best yeah. game. So if you were a fan of uh, you know Lazio or or any of these other teams that's not really a Juventus or an AC Milan or an Inter, you really don't have an opportunity to watch these teams. No. Whereas I feel like every Saturday morning you could pretty much watch whatever uh, Premiership League game you want to watch right yeah that's the truth NBC Sports does a great job um, it makes you feel like you're watching um, you know the NBA or the NHL it's yes. just constant analysis there are so many games on TV um, they're breaking down every game you know even to the point where I would argue that the coverage is even better than the MLS's coverage in this I country. would 100% agree you with know, that, yeah. that so like I can't even name like five MLS teams like New England Revolution yeah. the Metro Stars well, are they still more, like they're not the, the Metro Stars anymore the, the Red, Red Bulls, Bulls whatever yeah. they are <laughs> so, uh, they, there you go. so there you go that answers the question for you <laughs> but um yeah that's that's part of it um you know Serie A is on being sports um which they only have two channels on cable being sports and then the spanish version and they show the big games like you said like you know this sunday milan is playing inter which that'll be on being sports um but if you want to watch the lower teams they have a great app um, where if you have a subscription, you can go on and you could watch all the games on the app. But you know, it, it's not it's not the same. There's not constant analysis and and everything like the Premier League does have. But that's because you know the Premier League is the most entertaining league in the world. It's the most popular one, so it's that's why they cater to towards. So that. as we as we wind down in the season. Who are we looking at to uh, to win the Premier League? Well, it's decided already. And oh, Ma- Manchester right. City has like a crazy lead. There we uh, go. So right. there's no chance that anybody is catching. So that. now they're just um, playing for championship uh, Champions, Champions League, League spots. Uh, spots right? The top four. Um, that's pretty much. Uh, but all the Premier League teams are still in the. Cha- not all of them. The top four from last year. Top five, really, um, because last year uh, Manchester United. Didn't finish in the top four, but they won the Europa League, which gives you an automatic spot into the Champions League. So the Premier League actually had five Champions League teams um, this season, and they they're all still in the Champions League, and they're all you know they have a shot, all of them, to go to the next round. Chelsea played Barcelona, which is the hardest matchup, and they're the most at risk of going out. But um, the, the there's a great uh, battle for a Champions League spot next year. You know, if they have, Chelsea is there, um, Liverpool is there, Manchester United is there. You know, Tottenham is there. Manchester City already guaranteed one basically because yeah. they're so far ahead. So. so you know, the interesting thing from from you know a naive fan's perspective is. Um, you never really think about once it's decided. You never think about how the games are still important. Um, meaning, you know, you like you said, the Premiership League is is decided. Yeah. Um, what is going to entice the fan to want to watch the games for the rest of the season? There's a lot of battles that go on outside of the 
championship race uh, in, in every league like the Champions League spots those are important those are huge revenue and I think boosters. The, I think American fans or maybe because I'm an idiot um, <laughs> I just did you know you didn't realize how important the other games are yeah. uh, even if it, it's not deciding who's winning a championship in that specific league that year yeah so you have you have a battle to get into the Champions League which is Great for revenue, great for exposure. You know, the top teams need really to get in there because it allows them to, to count on extra revenue that's going to help them uh, buy more players, better players and whatnot. Then after that, you have the Europa League, which is a step under the, the Champions League, but another European competition um, that maybe the top clubs don't care about being in. But a team like a Watford or, you know, in, in the Premier League or in Atalanta, for example, in Italy, they want to get into the Europa League because they don't have a great shot at ever getting into the Champions League. So they this is their way of playing in, in Europe and getting some continental exposure. So that's another reason why the games are still important. Then you have the relegation battle at the yeah. other end, which that, is that, huge. Which I think is the best thing. I, honestly, I think we should adopt that in, in American sports. That. that would be hilarious. The Knicks um, would not be in the first <laughs> division the ever, ever. If they adapted that into American sports, I don't think we would watch the Knicks in the first division. And Steve Mills still have a job. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty, pretty yeah. amazing. Yep. <laughs> All right. Ever. Well, um, I guess at this point we want to thank you for listening to the first episode of An Indian and Expert podcast. Um, our goal is to try to do this every single week yep. um, to try to further entertain you and inform you. Um, and like we were saying before, follow us on at Idiot Expert Pod um, on our Twitter page so uh, you can get more of the details on where to uh, download our podcast and subscribe to our podcast and rate our podcast and just get some genuinely funny takes by us because we're going to start using that account a little bit more. Yep. Um, any parting words, Claude? No, thanks for listening. Um, give it a shot. That's all. You know, give the episodes a few chances. Keep listening and. If you like it, recommend us, follow us. You know, that would be the best thing. Give us yeah, a rating. Yeah, and write to us on Twitter yes. uh, and let us know how we can improve. And telling me to learn more probably isn't going to help that much, but uh, you know what? I appreciate it either way. <laughs> so, all right. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. Uh, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.